0: This past summer, I was on an event at campus, and there was something that was said that kind of struck me. We were about to take a a personality test that gets offered quite a bit. It's a pretty simplistic one, but it offers a starting point for a lot of people to think uh, through who they are. And a comment that was made was, hey, I don't want you all to get too worried about this because your personality is going to change over time. And I understood where this person was coming from. There are many aspects of who we are that can and uh, and more more than likely will change. But there is a major part of who we are in our personality that I have bad news for you. It's not changing. (laughs) Uh, Just a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting through some training and they were presenting some research, and the research has shown this over and over again. There are major aspects of the way that we perceive the world around us. It's pretty much settled by the time you're six. <laughs> and that is very sobering for me because I have two kids, both of under six, and I'm thinking they don't change. This is how they are forever. We're not going to survive to seven or eight. Um, I need some hope beyond this. But the truth is, is that very early on, we develop a story about ourselves that helps us survive the world. There's a lot of ways that that can take place. It can take place because either the strength of the parenting that you received or the weakness of the parenting you received. It might be for some of us that there was early moments in our life that caused chaos in the family environment, and we decided not thinking intellectually at that age. But we decided this is who I have to be just to exist, just to survive with people around me and to make sense of the world. And for those of you that were at Devo a couple of months ago and we did sort of this thing for a few weeks, you're gonna hear some of the similar kinds of things today. It was a couple of months ago. Don't worry, you won't remember too much of it. But the reality is, is that from the very times, those very first years of our life, we begin to make decisions of how we are going to be for the rest of our life. And what that requires then is for us to begin to make sense of that because for the most part, we do it without thinking. It's what we've called second nature. It's just a part of who we are. And so even this week, and I don't care if you're a student or you're a faculty or staff member or you're just a guest here today, with all the stresses that come with finishing out a semester, with the weather beginning to get a little more interesting, with all the decisions that some of you are making about the rest of your life, the way you respond to most of that is not something that you've thought down, you've sat down, taken some notes, and decided this is the types of decisions I'm gonna make. You react the way you know to react. And it begins to come out in very incredible, obvious ways. Now, there are some things that begin to happen in our life. We could suffer a traumatic event, and that the research does indicate then we can see massive shifts in personality. But without those external factors coming into our life, we've pretty much made a decision of who we're going to be. And as we've been talking about this semester, that's not always helpful. In fact, most of the time, it's not even a great decision. Now, as I said at Devo, for those of you that were there a couple of months ago, Personality is neither bad nor good. It is what it is. It's the way we perceive the world. It's the way we initially respond to the world around us. There are healthy ways that we respond, and there are unhealthy ways. But what I want to invite us, and I think a lot of us have spoken to this this semester in here, is that ultimately, we don't really know ourselves that well. And when we are forced into a situation, which we constantly are in this culture, kind of in the age that we live in, where we are constantly told, you got to figure out who you are going to be by yourself. That is not a promising journey because even those moments where we are delving more deeply into who we are and trying to make sense of, of what kind of person we are, it's probably in those moments that we know the least about ourselves because we're just blind to the kinds of decisions we've made of who we're going to be. This is a psalm that's been shared multiple times this semester in here, but I want to share it again. And it's Psalm 139. And we're not going to read the entire psalm. We don't have time for that. But in large part, the psalmist is making known the fact that there is a God and a creator who knows him in a way that he just can't know himself. upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. I think the psalmist speaks a truth that is universal for the human experience. I don't care who you are and where you're from. There is is an essentialness to who we are that does not allow us to get a full perspective. Because most of what we've decided to become was without thought. But the psalmist also declares in the same breath, there is a God who knows me. There is a God who knows every single thing about me. Before I even place the word on my mouth, the God who created me knows what I'm going to speak. And this is not some some psalm that's calling us to think about what does God know and how much he knows and when does he know and do we have a choice in our life. The psalmist isn't getting into all of that. What he is saying is the creator of the universe is so intimately connected to us that he knows us inside and out. And that is hopeful for the psalmist. Because the psalmist says, I can't figure myself out. I struggle to do that. But there is a God who is always present and always working in my life in ways that are so intimate and so personable to me. Where can I go from your spirit? He continues on in verse 7. Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. Those moments, where we can't figure out what to do, like this week. Those moments when we can't make sense of the ways we're reacting to the stress and all of the weight that's kind of bearing down upon us. Those are the moments where I think we begin to figure out a little bit, if not a lot, no, I I can't make sense of what's going on here. But I hope that we've heard the message this semester, no matter who was up here speaking and who was sharing, that there is a God that offers a way. Again, two important truths. You will not be able to figure out who you are on your own. Number two, there is one who can do that. And that is promising. The psalm finishes with this. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Here's the wonderful news about our personality. That is not the complete story of who you are. That's just the portion of the story you've decided to respond to. You are so much more. Because the God who has created us has made us capable of so much more. If we seek him if we ask him to challenge us, if we ask him to search our very thoughts and to show us a way that's more everlasting. The way that you are right now, the way that we see ourselves, and I don't care how old you are, that is not the full story. There is so much more when we seek God. So please, seek God and discover what you can truly be. Thanks.